Hello, and welcome to the Art of Selling Online Courses. We're here to share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth, and today's guest is Kim Doyle. Kim is an entrepreneur, coach, speaker, podcaster, and content strategist. She's the co-founder of the Content Creators Planner and has built her lifestyle business using WordPress, podcasting, creating content, and a commitment to just show up. She was widowed in 2003 with two small children and was determined to build a business that allowed her to be at home while doing something she loved. So fast forward today, she runs a six-figure business, including the content creators community, teaching content and email marketing and coaching entrepreneurs on creating a business and lifestyle they truly want. And she is living in Costa Rica. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about the power of email promotions. Before we start learning from Kim, I want to just mention our sponsor, and today's sponsor is my company, Data Driven Marketing. We help online course creators increase their online course revenue, normally between about doubling and quintupling their revenue, and we help you convert more visitors into leads, leads into sales, and sales into higher revenue sales. So if you want to know how much more you could be making, then go to datadrivenmarketing.co slash calculator, and we'll figure it out for you. So Kim, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Thank you for having me got my coffee. I got a great conversation. It's a perfect way to start the day. (laughs) Lovely. So could you tell everybody what your courses are about? Yeah. So content marketing, primarily content marketing. I have a list building course. Um, I'm working on a launch a newsletter course as well. And with the content creators planner, I had kind of upsell courses. So we did a content promotion course, a content masterclass. And, you know, back in the day, I've always loved courses. I have to tell you, this is a little funny side note. I started in 2008 and I was a WordPress chick for like 10 years. And my first course that I ever did was, a, it was, well, oh, it was a course, but it was live webinar on using, setting up Google analytics and sitemap with WordPress. And I literally shipped people a physical DVD after the recording. I used, have you ever heard of Kanaki? It's like, you can get DVDs and CDs produced for like a buck something. And so anyways, I've still got one shrink wrapped, my little <laughs> WordPress. I do. I saved it for posterity. I'm like, you know, my great grandchildren one day are going to be like, what is this thing? Anyways. <laughs> so, but, but now it's, it's primarily on list growth and newsletters, email marketing content is kind of the shtick of, of what I do. I wanted to watch, there's, a, there's an old comedian, uh, Tommy Cooper. Do you know him? I don't. Tommy Cooper is ridiculous and hilarious. He used to wear a fez. He's, he's just so weird. <laughs> Never seen anyone like him. Just so bizarre. And we saw a clip of him on YouTube and I wanted to watch something from him. And you can't get it on Netflix. It's not available on iTunes. You know, you just can't get hold of anything digital. It's too old. But... You can go onto Amazon, you could buy a DVD. I was like, oh, cool, I'll buy a DVD. I was like, oh, if I do that, I'm going to have to buy a DVD player because <laughs> like, right? who has one of those? <laughs> and you can't even like user. And so I'm like, I've got my desktop, but even my laptop's a MacBook Air. I'm like, and even the MacBook Pros, I don't think come with CD slots anymore. So I'm like, no. I don't know, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. That's all right. My dad still has a VHS player. So wow. we'll go ahead and leave that at that. So. <laughs> So email marketing, you said it's like a big deal out of what you do. Now, email marketing is a huge deal for online course creators, and almost none of them actually do it. What I found is very, very common. There's a theme. What happens is online course creators will send three email promotions a year, Black Friday, and then New Year, and maybe like July 4th, something like that. And Mm -hmm. every time they send those promotions, they make more money. 
but they don't send them very often. And there's a few reasons. One is that they are worried that they're going to be annoying, spammy, and over-aggressive by sending out too mm-hmm. many emails. Number two is that they feel like they don't have time to write it. <laughs> That's kind of the main issues that people are facing. So can you, if people feel like they don't know what to write or they're kind of stuck with this, what would you say to people about that? The first thing is, I have another term. Like I was telling John before we started recording, guys, I like to make up terms and hashtags. One of them, my new terms is entrepreneurial adulting. Okay. And so what that means is you need to do the work and practice it. So if you're not sure about email marketing, it's it's one of those things that I don't know what it is. And maybe I'm, you know, assuming this American behavior is across the, the, the globe everywhere, but it's... Um, this idea of being comfortable with discomfort. You're going to be uncomfortable writing. If, if you don't do it consistently, you're going to be uncomfortable with it. So the easiest way to approach this is to start thinking, this is what I did. Okay. Because again, I started in 2008, I would occasionally do an email and I felt exactly the same way. And so then you hit a point, And I think, especially for entrepreneurs and course creators probably have hit that point too, where you've had a course launch and you've You've done sales, but you're like, that's not what I wanted or it's not what I hoped. I was committed to just getting better at the craft. I literally let go of the results. And I'm going to give credit to Ben Settle, who I, I watched and I read his emails every single day for probably a solid year before I purchased he has an email player's newsletter. And heads up, he's a little abrasive. So he's not everyone's cup of tea. But I just watched what he did. I watched how he simple story-based emails was what it was with one call to action. And he has some books and stuff, but he was primarily selling his email players newsletter, physical paper newsletter that comes in the mail for it's $100 a month, 97 or something, and linked to it every single day. So I simply paid attention to that. So then I made this commitment to myself. I was like, all right, if you've not read the book Compound Effect, and it's probably along the lines of Atomic Habits, where it's that small, consistent action that'll make or break anything, right? So I was like, this is it. I'm going to get good at this. I'm going to test it. The first month, nothing total crickets and people were unsubscribing because of course you ha- I hadn't been emailing and I'm going to talk about some of the examples of how I started doing this. And then by like the third month, I mean, I had some affiliate incomes like triple within three months because I treat email marketing. I treat content truly like I'm talking to people, like I'm just talking to a friend. So you're asking about some silly stories. Here's one of my most favorite stupid stories that I shared. So my subject line was, I literally fell down the stairs. And so I, I wrote this email because what I was doing is I was going to take the dogs for a walk and I'm always listening to podcasts. So I'm walking down the stairs, deciding what to listen to, not paying attention to what's in front of me. And it was just one of those slow motion moments where I was like, oh my God, this is not going to end well. Because I also had like a gate at the bottom of the stairs, to keep my dogs out of the living room. And I was fine, but kind of hurt my ankle and I broke my sunglasses. But that was the subject line of my email. And so I just told this story and I have a podcast too. So people who read me and listen to me can hear my inflections, right? In my emails. And so, you know, I I just told people, how many times are we not looking at what's in front of us? I mean, it was such an easy pivot. If you start, I think the easiest way to start is if you're going to do broadcast emails, let go of, of email sequences and launches. You have to get comfortable writing. You have to get comfortable communicating and treating your subscribers 
like people and you want to have a conversation with them. I can't tell you, John, since moving to Costa Rica, how many people just reply, I love hearing your journey. I love hearing your story. I love seeing what you're going through. And I'm one of those pretty transparent people I share. I don't know if I can swear, but I kind of share the shit show along with like the move to Costa Rica. So it, it makes it relatable. And, and there is this idea of, you know, with marketing copy and when you're writing marketing copy, you want it's what's in it for them, right? I so understand that, but also sharing what you're going through is super easy to connect with people. You're going to, you're, something's going to resonate. And I sort of created this thing. I call it like my core content values. So anytime I create content, I want it to do one of three things. I want it to entertain. I want it to educate, or I want it to resonate. I want it to touch someone in the heart. So, you know, I want people to walk away from engaging with my content, feeling like that was worth my time. I don't ever want people to be like, that was a waste. Why'd I stick out that webinar or whatever? So if you're not sure, treat email like you were simply talking to your friends. So here's another example I use. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a Marvel and a Disney and a Harry Potter nut, right? Like I just love all that stuff. So when Endgame came out, I kid you not, I saw it three times in the theaters. It was that good. Probably the last time I was in a theater, but I could have convinced anybody to go see that damn movie because of how it made me feel and how expressive I was and how excited I was. Same thing, flip it. I'm also like a show tune girl. I love The Greatest Showman. Same thing. I saw that a couple of times at theater. I'm like, you have to go see this. Oh my God, it's so inspiring, uplifting. So how would you recommend a movie to a friend? How would you have a sit and have a conversation? And so I tell people like baby step into this. You would be so pleasantly surprised at the email that works versus thinking you need to write like a copywriter. Mm. You know, last story. The other piece of this is some of my best content that performs, this is where everything is content comes in play, has no SEO value. It has no clickbaity title, nothing. So you, you know, you shared with the bio. So I was widowed in 2003. It was a car accident. My kids were six and two at the time. And so I wrote an email on a Sunday and it was on the anniversary of my husband's passing. It was like at the 14 year mark. And I wrote, I sent out an email because for the first time, it wasn't the first thing on my mind on that anniversary date. Right. And I woke up a few hours later and I realized what day it was. And I was so grateful to be on the other side. I was just so in awe that my kids and I were on the other side, life was good. We were good. And so I sent out an email and the subject line was in loving memory and a personal message of hope. And I just told people, you're going to get through it. Your dreams are worth pursuing. You know, it's hard, but we, no one gets through this life unscathed. We all have trauma and challenges and all of that. And so I sent that email out on a Sunday, just when I felt like writing it, it was probably the highest responded email that I ever got. And so then I took that email and I wrote a blog post. And I put a picture, our wedding photo in that blog post, same thing, highest traffic shared post to date. And I had so many people saying, I didn't know this about you. And at this point I'd been online, I don't know, nine years, like my brand had been up. It was always in my about page, but that story piece mm. connects you with your audience. And so I think people start thinking that they have to be clever. They have to teach, they have to do something you don't, you just need to be a human being that cares. And so that was a whole bunch of stories to tell you that you just need to start. You're going to be uncomfortable and just share, just like you would want to hear from somebody else. I think one of the crucial things in there is a lot of people think, because we say to people to do two email promotions a month, and it's huge. It, it revolutionizes mm -hmm. people's business. Mm -hmm. And people are like, I can't just pitch my audience every day. It's like, I never said you should pitch your audience every day. It's like, it's an right. email promotion. It doesn't mean like 
that every single email is salesy and pitching and what have you. It's like tell stories, give value, explain to people, show to people that you care about their problem, explain why you created this course, talk to them about what their life will be like if they get this and how it's going to change give case mm-hmm. studies, give exam. you know, it's like, there's loads of angles that you can use. You don't have right. to be like, you've got to buy this thing. You've got to buy this thing. You've got to buy this thing. Cause if you do that, then yeah, everybody would unsubscribe. It's like, that's, Absolutely. <laughs> it's, like, it's, good. it's like, they miss there's that the, you want to think of it sort of like, isn't it funny? It's kind of like when people think about business, you don't go to dinner with your friends and only talk about one thing. You talk about a whole bunch of things. Right. And so the pieces, and I think there's a reframe opportunity. If you start thinking of your email list as people and subscribers that you can build a relationship with. I mean, it's crazy, John. I have people that have been following me since 2009 and t- like when I was the WordPress chick and they have just been on this journey with me. I don't even know if they've ever bought, but they communicate, they like hearing from me. I'm not worried about it. And so to your point, there's all kinds of angles and the easiest place to start, like where you say case studies, I friggin' love behind the scenes. I love the behind the scenes of what somebody did, how it worked, how it didn't work, what they do differently. You know, there's so much value in that. And people are much more willing to buy from you also when there's a relatability factor, right? So you've got marketers, you know, the old saying, marketers ruin everything. And it's like, you get to this point where marketers, they've got big names and they're launching, you know, $2,000 courses and they have million dollar launches. And it's so far out of scope for people sometimes that it's okay to say, I sent eight emails and made $7,000. Would you like to do this too? Like all of a sudden someone goes, that's, that's attainable. And that's a start, right? Because you have to start somewhere. And so this email piece, here's what I would do. Like as a side note, like I don't necessarily identify myself as <clears throat> only a course creator, but with the courses, here's a great example. I created a course off of a free lead magnet that I did because what I did, it's called List Explosion. So what I did is, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a new lead magnet. And I want this to be a natural progression into what I was doing. And it was a, it's a few years old now, but it was called content traffic Kickstarter. And it was, there's 30 videos. Like it's, it's right. So, but what I did is I started teasing it. I started teasing it before I turned it on. Like I dropped the logo in my Facebook group. I started doing a screenshot. I did most of the videos I did in Google slides, but it was all branded. I use this a spreadsheet when I create a course and I color code the spreadsheet to match the the course colors. And so I just started sharing this and people are like, what is this? What's coming? You know? And so when I opened the doors, I have like 500 people uh, and it was a free course, mind you, but I had like 500 people sign up for that in the span of like 10 days. And because I had been teasing and sharing and talking about it the whole time. So even sending an email about Google slides is doing my head in. Right. And so maybe you, you tease what you're working on. You talk about what you're doing because you're bringing people along. You're building up anticipation and they see that, that you get frustrated or you try this or, you know, so all of those pieces and then they feel invested in the product. So then when I sold List Explosion, like I had all of this data from creating this, this free opt-in course, it was, it was a no brainer. I literally just view emails and it was like, okay, this is great. And then I did version two. And so I think people, again, they're looking at it as it's kind of like with, I'm going to compare it to SEO. I mean, that is such a can of worms. What if you started with, do I understand what my keywords are? Can I make sure that I've got a title and a meta description in my post? Can I make sure that I'm in Google analytics? Some of those basic things, because you can always peel the layer back and go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and then start split testing headlines and trying headlines. But 
you got to start. And so I'm hoping that this gives people permission. Simply start talking to your audience as though they're friends. And one of the things you got into there was about doing the version two and doing that better. And I know this is kind of a big, this is something you think a lot about mastering the fundamentals and, and um, doing that rather than doing lots of lots and lots of different tactics. Can you talk to people about that bit? Yeah, the, the mastering the fundamentals is also a piece that really came about when I really started putting time and energy into email marketing. Because, you know, it, it's that kind of old adage, you realize, well, if you had just spent instead of deciding this didn't work, and then you go into this and you go into this, and if you had just kept making this thing work, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the piece that ha- when you start mastering the fundamentals, which to me, I believe everybody needs to learn to write well. And if your audience is course creators, they are writers. They're already writers, right? It, whether they're doing only video lessons or they've got to do copy, but if they are succeeding in selling courses, they have to be able to write to a certain extent. I think it's probably one of the best skills you can have online, regardless of the medium. And so it's just enjoying the journey of that. You know, so like I used to say, oh my God, I hate copy. I hate copy. I hate copy. And when I decided to focus on mastering the fundamentals, I went back. Like, it kind of makes me cringe. Here's a great example. Like Pat Flynn and I started the same year. I'm not making Pat Flynn money. But so it's like, (laughs) he's stuck with doing more. He he really mastered a lot of those fundamentals, writing consistently and stuff. And we all have our own personal reasons. It wasn't because I was lazy, but it's like, oh, it's all the bullshit that goes on in our head. I'm not an expert. Who am I to do this? And I don't know that I even buy imposter syndrome as much as you know, we live in a world that tells us we need degrees and certifications and all these things. And all that's changing. But so when it's a new space, we hold ourselves back. And mm. I wish to God I had put time and energy into email marketing. You heard, And I heard it. But everything that I heard at the time was the money's in the list. The money's in the list, which feels so incongruent with how I moved mm. through the world. Mm. And so it's hard to connect. It was, I just, it took me eight years to go. I better pay attention to email marketing. And so really learning how to write. And you know what shifted for me, John, was when I launched my podcast Mm -hmm. and we were talking about having fun. I literally only launched my podcast because I wanted to have more fun. That was it. And it was the WordPress Chick podcast for the first however many years I did it, five, six years. And at the time, there weren't a lot of WordPress podcasts. I was always like the top five WordPress podcasts in iTunes. But what it did for me is I, I would do a solo show, then I'd do an interview and a solo show and an interview. One, the relationships exploded, my connections and relationships. But two, because of the way I talk, I tend to like cut my sentences off and stuff. So I write out my show notes for a solo episode. It's an hour long episode. I write them out. And so I have to really think through and pay attention to how I'm delivering that recording. So I developed my writing skills and found my voice through my writing unintentionally because I wanted to launch a podcast. And I fell in love with writing. It's really nuts. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan of AI. I love Jarvis, but I use it for frameworks and ideas because I enjoy the writing process. So I just started, I just decided I'm going to get good at this and I'm going to practice it. And now I would never call myself a copywriter, but I love the idea of there's something magical when you realize, oh my God, I can change this sentence and increase conversions by 30% or whatever, like all these basic things. Or when you think about email marketing, even like a fundamental of marketing is, is email. And it's even doing like with my newsletter, I do the resend to people who didn't open it. And it's like, well, duh, they're one of 10% more open, right? Like those, and it t- takes five minutes. And so it's creating those, those practices, but the fundamentals truly writing, understanding. And here's a really unique way to, to shift this is 
you know, you see copywriters and sort of the whole, I'm not anti-click funnels, kudos. I think he's built something amazing. He's an amazing marketer. Um, but there is that like culture feeling of bro marketing that feels really icky with some of this. Mm. And so, you know, when you step back and say, I want to understand the psychology of what makes somebody buy completely reframes it. You know, Ramit Sethi, I've read his stuff. I've got some of his courses and he goes really deep into like, he's got, I bought his, uh, it's a breakthrough launch course. And I literally just followed those eight emails. I didn't do webinars. I did nothing else. And I was like, well, that was an easy seven or $8,000 for like a small little, you know, couple hundred dollar course. And I was like, mm. this shit works. Right. Mm. So, but, but looking at the person, you know, it's kind of that you want to sell people what they want while giving them what they need. And so when you start to look at the reasons behind, think about like your courses, what is the reason for taking a course or wanting to do this? Here's another, like I recently bought a, it's called Canva content mastery. I know how to use Canva. I know you use Photoshop, but I was like, mm, there's, there's a psychology about what you're sharing and when you're sharing it. And it's primarily for Instagram with, with reels and carousels and stuff, because I think it's probably a really unique type of content for courses and newsletters and email to repurpose. It's being able to go deeper. That's what the fundamentals do when it's like, I'm going to get better at writing. And then you'll get to a point where you're like, okay, now how can I make, how can I get better conversions or how can I tweak this headline and stuff? What you doesn't get enough credit, but who you become in the process of focusing on mastery Mm. is priceless. You become the person that does the good work, that cares, that shows up, you know, here's another to this point. And I sent out, I did this test in a a beta test of a course in May, and it's called email insiders, VIP. I was like, I want to know where people are stuck. Mm -hmm. I had no landing page. I had no sales page. I sent out emails and I said, do you want my personal help? I only want to work with 10 people. It was a thousand dollars supposed to be two months. I did it for three months. I went above and beyond because I was like, I'm getting paid to research this. But the point is I sold that out in like two weeks, mm. right? I mean, all through email, I said, let's hop on a call. And then when I'd get on a call, some of them were 30 minutes, some of them were an hour. And I'm like, you could do this and this. So like, all right, so how do I do this? And then people were pitching me to work with me in this thing because we got to have a connection. And I just said, look, I, I wanted to see where people were struggling with email and it always comes back to fundamentals, John. It always comes back to fundamentals. And then it's this feel the fear and do it anyway. So many people have this angsty fear about, and this is a really <laughs> random side story, but I'm going to tell you this relating to getting over the fear. So when I did that, I tested Ramit's email thing, right? And it wasn't, it wasn't a launch. I was like, I'm going to see if I can sell this this way. There was language that I was not super comfortable with. You know, the whole all right, it's the last day, five o'clock email, cart's closing, eight o'clock, cart closes in three hours. I hadn't done a lot of that, right? And so I was like, I'm going to do this. And um, I found an amazing therapist slash mentor when I lost my husband. We've stayed in touch and I work with her. And so we were doing this like kind of fun work, not necessarily therapy, but I'm like, you know, I'm ready to go bigger. And I had moved out of California. I went to Boise for a year, which is why I'm in Costa Rica. I'm just kidding. So um (laughs) But I was doing this really intense work with her. And I had to say to myself one day, I'm like, girl, if you can talk to her about this, you can freaking send an email, (laughs) you know? So you start reframing what you're doing. It's literally, there's nobody telling you, there's nobody yelling at you. And even if they do, you know, it's like when people unsubscribe, it used to bother me a lot. And now if I look at it, I'm like, oh, I don't even know who you are. This is fun. 
and meaning I don't personalize it. And there's a time and a place for everything. And there are people's lists that I've unsubscribed to and resubscribed, you know, but it's just when you focus on getting better at your craft, you don't personalize the opinions. And because you know, there's an element of integrity, I guess, mm-hmm. is, is part of it. And you will feel better as an entrepreneur knowing, okay, I did this, I sold it. How can I make it better? How can I make it better? How can I deliver more? How can I connect more? And I think we're in this time where this space is really matured. I mean, and it's just blowing up, right? But the space is maturing, meaning it's that, you know, Eugene Schwartz, who wrote the book, Breakthrough Advertising, and it's, there's a market sophistication that's happening. So even our students and customers and clients are becoming more aware of, oh, this, I think this is a launch happening there. You know, this language is becoming much more common. And so it's the easiest way to differentiate yourself is to just be better and to care more. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, we forget these like basic human fundamentals, right? Yeah. I, um, I had a, one of my more popular videos I put out on our Facebook group was where I explained to everybody in the group why they are badass motherfuckers because <laughs> they've done all this work. It really breaks my heart, to be honest. It's, like, it's all these course creators who've done all this work. They've built up an audience. They've built up all these courses. They've become an expert in an area. They're great at what they do. And then they just aren't doing that bit in the middle of the actual marketing to make the money from mm-hmm. it. And it's like, and we yeah. see it with our clients. Like we see just people doubling, tripling their revenue. I tell people on the call with them, it's like, I think you can double your revenue or triple this. And they don't believe me. And then it <laughs> happens. And I just see this again mm-hmm. and again, just like, honestly, I know this. I've done this so many times. It's always the mm-hmm. same. You do these, mm-hmm. there's a quote from Bruce Lee. I don't fear the man who has thrown 10,000 kicks. I fear the man who has thrown one kick 10,000 times. And it's like there's eight, yes. eight or nine. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a good quote. Yeah. There's eight or nine things that we get people to do. And that's it. Mm-hmm. It's just, and one of them's sending two email promotions a month. And that's probably the most important one. It takes longer to get the hang of, but there's other ones that are like really quick. You can set up in an afternoon and it'll it'll make a difference. But sending the email promotions is like the get good at this and it will make you so much, your, your audience will love it. They'll be delighted to get emails from you. They mm-hmm. will buy in droves. You will be happier and you'll be richer and your life will be better and you'll be helping more people. Like, isn't that good? Like you get to do that. It's like, if mm-hmm. it's a bit uncomfortable getting there, just, just, just chill. It's all good. You're going to be fine here. You know, nothing bad is going to happen to you. Well, it is. And when you think about discomfort, like, that little angst in your stomach is not trekking 10 miles through snow. And like, you know, I've been like, really put it in perspective, like, Mm. and then I'm not diminishing the discomfort, but like, you can do this. And that's absolutely it. And you know, when you were talking earlier about um, when people don't, they feel like they have to pitch all the time. When you remove the expectation from it, right? It's kind of like, that is the talk about freedom. It was like, when I said, I launched my podcast, because I want to have more fun. When I do things without an expectation of pay the mortgage for the next 10 months, or this has to do that, whatever, it's like, oh my God, I want, I'm so, I want people to connect with this, that when you do it because it's in your heart and you have a calling and you feel that mission. And if you don't feel those things, do you need to be doing it? And I'm not saying everything has to be like a passion project, but when you believe in something, I, I so think, you know, we need, we have a responsibility 
mm-hmm. help other people with it. And it, it just, it doesn't take a lot sharing beyond the, two, like where you're recommending the two pitches a month. I remember when I was doing the almost daily email, it was a challenge sometimes to figure out what was I going to link to, mm-hmm. right? It was like, what am I going to link to? So I'm a big uh, medium reader. I'm a huge proponent. And by the way, if you're not on medium, like I recently just started putting my newsletter up as a publication. I got subscribers every day. I was like, another one, this shit works. And because, and I always have to pre-qualify this, I think it's recovering Catholic in me that, that with medium, I feel that the readers are great subscribers. So if they're already reading on medium, they're going to probably like emails from you. Right. So medium is a great traffic source and you can duplicate content. There's canonical URLs. So it doesn't matter where you publish it also, unless you're trying to do the, the paid stuff. But the whole piece of this is when I wasn't sure what to write about, um, I pay for medium. It's like 50 bucks for the year. And so I get a daily digest of articles, right? And because I have a newsletter that I curate content all the time. So I would just find a great article, explain why it touched me. And then I would, I would link to an article. That's it. And so what happens is you also become the trusted expert when you're not always pitching, which mm-hmm. removes this pressure of always be selling, always be selling. And so whether it's, this is why I love newsletters so much, because if you're not comfortable writing, like you can curate content. I remember when I was a WordPress chick and I was finding my way, cause I had a whole bunch of, I'm like, I'm not a developer. I'm not a programmer. I'm not a designer. I just like WordPress. And I just was sharing my journey. And so what I started doing where I blew up the audience also, I just started sharing stuff in the WordPress space. You know, a newsletter is also another way when you're saying, Hey, look at this tool, this article, this person, this podcast that is of value and it's complements what you're doing. People trust you because you're not always selling. Mm. So it almost makes it more fun to find things that you can share that are of value that you enjoyed. Have you ever seen um, the oatmeal? Have you ever looked at him as stuff? No, I don't know. Okay. It, he's, an, he's a cartoon. He's an illustrator, but he makes fun of the web and he, he's brilliant. Anyways, you know, so there may be something that he did, does, and he also does some deep stuff too, but there are times I would just write an article about a, a funny comic that I shared. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't matter, if, but if it, if it struck me, I'm going to explain why it struck me. And I think it's funny. And here's just a little comic relief for your day. Like really remove that pressure from having to be selling. And all of a sudden it becomes kind of a game. I, I like to turn everything in a game. I'm like, all right, well, how many clicks can I get through this today or whatever it is. But if you say, look for the stupidest meme you can possibly find, it doesn't make a difference, but take out the need to have a definitive outcome, make the purpose of your email to provide value and show up and do it yourself. Well, thanks so much, Kim, for coming and sharing about that today. I think this is, this is awesome. I really hope that if you're listening to this, you're thinking, I need to do some more of this email marketing malarkey. I hope this has struck a chord and, and got you on board with the idea of this. It's such a big deal. It's so huge for online course creators. It's, it's hard for me to get across. Um, if people want to learn more about this and more from you, where can they go? KimDoyle.com, D-O-Y-A-L. Can I just add one more little snippet there, John? With email marketing, I know I feel like I talked a lot about mindset and and the content piece of it. There is, you can find strategies in terms of how many emails should I follow up with an email sequence or, you know, how many times should I split test? All of those things. I mean, 
that content is all over the place. I, I just, what I, I shared from the place that what got me over it was mindset, which tends to be the biggest block and you got to get those working together. So start having fun with email and the rest will organically start lining up for you. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, if you found this interview useful and you want to get future episodes, please subscribe wherever you listened. And I look forward to talking to you soon.